Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Atlantic Bushcraft Adventures. Tonight, being dead on time, I think for the first time ever in the history of 235 episodes. And I mean literally dead on time. Uh, anyway, episode 235 tonight. And you know what? I thought, uh, after chatting with Ben there, maybe we go back to basics. It's been a long time since we've just had a gear talk. You know what I mean? Like, we've talked about a lot of important things in the last few weeks don't get me wrong but they've been very broad subjects we were talking about uh critical incident stress and our changing forests and things like that great topics big topics but bringing it more closer to home where our roots kind of evolved so to speak gear talk and something that we all had questions on at some point and ben and i might have obsessed a little bit about and purchased a few different varieties off was camp no. chairs <laughs> no, I can tell you're lying without even looking over at my monitor, Ben. I know you're lying. Absolutely not. I know exactly what I want. I don't buy anything extra and never experiment. It's okay. I'm lying. Uh, yeah, I yeah, can. I, mean, I can actually smell the crap through the internet. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. I mean, it's it's something that me and you do we research we test we try different things because every trip you know the gear pays a huge part i think me and you both kind of the days before the trip we go through our kit usually a couple of times we add things we take things out we think about what we're doing we look at the weather we look at the location and we make all kinds of decisions on is this what we want to do is this where we're planning and going what's our our dream or our hope and then we we take way too much gear <laughs> way too much food oh yeah and we have great time anyways uh but yeah let's you know cheers uh if especially if you're not going to a campground where it would be like a picnic table oftentimes there's absolutely nowhere to sit and a chair makes a world of difference and being able to sit close to the fire or moving away from the fire when it gets too hot or when you're eating, just being able to, to get off your feet. Um, you know, chair offers so much comfort. And unfortunately, it's one of the bulkiest things you can carry. Oh, 100%. And I was going to say, it is a great thing to have when you are in the woods, but in no way is it absolutely necessary, which is kind of the little left field for us. We, we generally don't talk about a whole lot of gear, that's 100% optional. You know what I mean? This is a luxury item, and I think we have actually listed this in our luxury items episode as something we yeah. enjoy having. But we never really got into it more than just saying, hey, it's a great option if you got the room to take with you. And there is tons of different styles of camp chairs. And this is where we kind of dove down the rabbit hole. We tried different things. And I think, are we absolute experts? No, we're not experts on anything. <laughs> We don't protest to that, but we do have some experience and we do have some thoughts on some of this stuff. And I guess that's where I was coming from on this is because I've often wondered looking at a chair is, Hey, I wonder how good that is or what the benefit of that would be or what's, you know, how is that going to work against me? And I think that's where you and I come in. We have tried so many different versions between hiking in the woods with them to car camping to campground camping to different things that we have tried a good selection of posterior resting devices. And we have a pretty decent idea of the pros and cons of some of those. And there's a bunch of clones of different chairs and stuff like that, but there's a lot of commonalities. And I want to touch on those a little bit as we go and try and keep it a little bit generic so that you folks out there can make your own educated decisions depending on the style of chair. But I'm also going to pick on a few specifics that we actually have. And I do have some examples here, and I know you got some examples there too, Ben. Uh, packed somewhere. I'm sure they're not right at your fingertips, but we can definitely sure have a, a decent little conversation about this, I feel like. And just to say hi to the folks out there in the comments, because as soon as we started up, we have a few people there. We got Nomad, Danny, Red Sand Adventures, and Troy joining us in the comments. And the first comment from Nomad there is, Camp chairs aren't exactly under the bush crafty. That would be making your own stool in the woods. But there's definitely value in good camp chair. And that is one of the things I was going to talk about here tonight, was the actual making your own chair. And I mean, we can start at that level and work up. 
if uh, we so desire. And both you and I have done this. We have done different versions of making some sort of camp sitting device. I use chair loosely because some of the things I came up with in no way, shape or form would anyone ever call a chair. A sitting device is even being gratuitous in some of my instances. But I have tried this. And there is a couple different methods to this. Uh, do you have a particular favorite your own, Ben? Or do you just kind of wing it and go for it? Um, I mean, the simplest, easiest, most basic chair to me like, is a sit pad and a stump or a log. Uh, and so it gets your your weight off your legs and it's it's it offers a little bit of comfort i mean you can sit on a rock you can sit on something you can sit right on the ground um but you're you're potentially going to be dealing with moisture and other issues dirt and stuff so like something to separate you from the ground helps and i mean there's more high-end ones i think hot seat used to, was a brand that you could get where they when you sit on it they kind of trap some heat and warms you up and probably have something like that there yep I got, um, uh, a sit pad over there i use it a lot when hunting um and i think that's where you can still commonly get them them hot seat ones is usually in the hunting section in any big box mart yeah a, a great system works relatively well has its, its ups and downs but for the most part you know uh you can figure out how to use it the other kind of quick and simple one that a few people have, have experimented with. And if you go on to uh, the hammockforms.com, I think it is, um, there's actually a hammock seat you can get where you just, it's not a full hammock, it's just probably three feet square material gathered onto two ends, and it's just enough to get your rump in the, in the ground or off the ground, and a couple of strings to go to a couple of trees or any solid points you can find. Uh, and that, the beauty of that is if you want to really cut it down, you, you, you do risk some damage to trees if you don't have straps. Uh, but you can literally fit it in your pocket. Yeah. So these are, are lightweight options that, that definitely could work for some people, right? A hundred percent. And the benefit to these things for what it's worth and, you know, my two cents on it is just like you said, they're very small. They're very compact. And you can pretty much take them anywhere. The downside to some of these things, though, you do require some setup on them. Like for the hammock one, you're going to have to have an area where you could hang a hammock. If you're out in a giant field, it's not a lot more than basically another piece of cloth in your backpack. You know what I mean? And that's the, I don't want to say the failing, but that's going to be the drawback to a lot of the add your own items or build your own seat kind of options. So in the hammock situation, you got to have your suspending uh, trees, whatever. Uh, there is another thing that I'm thinking about. It's basically like a piece of canvas tarp uh, and you basically build a tripod. Well, not really a tripod. It's a triangle on a tripod. And you basically hang this piece of canvas through it. I'm trying to find a picture off it. I have seen them used. I've not used one myself. But it's another good option. The only downfall to these things is just that. You need to have the material to construct said sitting device. So if yeah. you're going into the woods, 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 and you're going to have lots of material around them, they're great options. And the benefit of something like this over like sitting on the ground or a rock or something like that, for instance, is much like you said, Ben. One, you're not absorbing all that cold out of whatever you're sitting on two it's the moisture three it's just the uncomfortableness sitting on a log that's not you know somewhat soft or somewhat cushioned um not great now you could you know you can spruce that up you can grab some moss you can throw that on top but you can get quite eccentric with how you want to build these custom seats but at a certain point you have to weigh the how much effort are you going to put in to build this seating device? How bad you have to alter the forest around you? Because if you're digging up a bunch of moss and stuff like that, you and myself are big advocates of trying to leave no trace. Uh, I know unless I'm doing it for, you know, something more than just something to sit on. I'm not yeah. a big fan of ripping moss up. Now, if I was in a survival situation making a shelter, you're right. I'm going to rip up a ton of moss. I'm going to make myself an awesome bed. 
but just to sit on, I'd feel bad about, you know, tearing that moss up and disturbing the area around where I would be. That's something that does actually weigh on me quite significantly when it comes to the build a chair idea for the bushcrafting. And once upon a time, we even talked about doing a challenge about building a chair while we were out in the woods. Several times I went to do it, and all, every time I was like, there, I just, I have to cut down too much wood to do this. I don't really want to destroy that much of the, the area around me to complete something as simple as a chair. And I guess there's, I'm hoping at least, there might be a few like-minded people out there that follow the, uh, you know, weave no trace stuff. And I do find that being able to bring some sort of a camp chair with me is, it alleviates that. Because you'd be surprised at how many resources it takes just to build that one chair. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Well, we tried at the, like you said, at, at, at the waterfall. And we decided not to because there was... Unless we cut down live trees, there wasn't many good options for material at that particular location. Um, yeah. Uh, trying to think where, where we want to go with this. Um, I'm still trying to find a couple pictures of that canvas thing I was talking about. Just, well, that way people can see it. So. Um, I think if you just type bushcraft chair, it used to come up under that. Yeah, that's pretty much what I'm doing here. This should be it. It's been a while since I've done this, so I apologize, folks, if this don't work out. No, nope, that didn't work out. What's that? Well, kind of. You're just not there, Ben. Full browser. There we go. So that's what I'm talking about there. That's kind of the uh, the rolled-up canvas. And it's it's a real simple setup. You make a tripod, tuck the canvas in the bottom, tie it to the top. You have that cross stick it sits on. You can sit into that. Uh, and the beauty of this is it is very limited uh, materials that are needed to build it, but you're still looking for those materials. And what we found as much like Ben was saying there, that when you go into an area, you're not necessarily going to find all those materials that are just lying dead. Uh, and if you do, it could mean that you're taken from your firewood and depending on the night, I know, uh, Oh, there we go. Bring you back up. I know depending on the night, you may not want to dip into that fire. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that's the... Uh, those are kind of the most bushcrafty, lightweight, easy solutions you can come up with. The disadvantage with all of these is they're kind of location limited. Like, you can't move them around. Even that bushcraft one, once you set it up, if you move it around, the likelihood of it collapsing on itself goes up. Not drastically, but significantly enough that it's not something that you can just filter around the whole site. You know what I mean? Yeah, that that is another definite drawback worth mentioning, is the more you move these around, the higher potential they have of falling apart. Um, and regardless of how good you construct something like this, eventually it's going to wear on it. Uh, because even making that tripod, it's going to be lashed together the more you move those sticks the more that's going to wiggle out or potentially bind up or even chafe and potentially break your rope uh just things to keep in mind are they bad options no but they do serve a time and a place and for the if it make it easier try carrying the seat and use three sticks okay so the tripod stand that you're talking about there nomad i don't hate them i don't like them <laughs> so what he's talking about is the classic you know tripod stand and then you basically put the, the the seat on top of that i haven't had great luck with tripod type stools simply because in the woods and my size uh the first time i sit on them is good but as the day goes on my stool gets shorter and shorter and shorter to the point where it's pushed in the ground so far that there's really no seat left so i just don't have the <laughs> best luck with any kind of tripod seating style system unless you put something on the bottom off it but then uh, and i was going to talk about this later and we will bring it up later i guess but i mean unless you put something on the the feet to keep it from sinking in the ground um it, it just really hasn't worked out for somebody of my size and we're talking like the higher side of 250 closer to 300 pounds so if you are a lighter person uh, that might actually work out really well for you. Just for me, bigger guy. Uh, and then once, you know, you get my my setup on me, because anytime I'm out in the woods, I'm generally wearing, you know, 
my trekking pants, some sort of old shirt with some sort of long sleeve throw over on that. I'm going to have my belt knife on, a few other things. Yeah, it's not a lot, but it's extra weight. I guarantee you I'm over 300 pounds. Um, to keep Something to really keep in mind with that, because you, you mentioned sinking. A lot of times when you're in the woods, you are camping above like more duff-like material. You're not sitting on good, hard mineral ground or bedrock. Sometimes you are. Uh, and so a lot of these chairs, even the more high-end chairs we, we'll talk about, have that problem sinking down. And I've been in, in cabins and camps where people have had like uh, more solid furniture and the legs are sunk like seven, eight inches or more into the dirt. And there is a couple of methods you can do to, to combat that. And we tried tennis balls and I've tried like tying sticks from one leg to the other, which also helps prevent spreading, but spreads the weight out. And that'll keep things from sinking. But you, you know, it's, it's more effort, more wood, more materials. Uh, I know you have the, the really like what most people now consider the alternate folding chairs. So it's, I think you have it in a blue case. Yep. And we can talk about that now, moving into that. So something much like so, this. Yeah, you can buy a netting that goes across the four feet and spreads the weight out for those. I don't know if you have that netting. I do not have the netting. I uh, do. And it, but yeah, the, you can set it up on a beach on these things, and you it folks won't can sink. See, that's like it's not a whole lot bigger than the end of my thumb. So imagine putting like 300 pounds on the end of your thumb and putting it on softer ground. And there's where some of the problem comes in for me. Well, yeah, I mean, if you think about it, each of those feet aren't a full square inch. So let's say it's three quarters of a square inch uh, spread across four feet. I mean, inch and a half, it's, it's three square inches. So it's 100 pounds per inch. You're putting 100 PSI onto the ground it needs to be pretty solid ground to push back 100 psi so yeah you need you need to consider that and so sinking into the ground is a, is a serious concern with seats and the lower a seat is as you get older it's it's, it's more of a deal it, it's harder it is to get off <laughs> and that's the other problem i have with stools i just find them difficult to get in and out of i mean you can go to the dollar store and you can pick up a nice, tiny, three-legged stool that you can sit on. And a lot of people have asked me, well, why don't you just get those? They're super small. You can throw them in your kit bag. You'd always have a place to sit. I'd rather stand than sit on that. That's just my personal preference. I got nothing against them. But by me sitting on that, the posture I would have to assume, it's going to do more damage to me than if I just stood. <laughs> in all honesty. I mean, it's going to hurt my back. It's going to hurt my knees. Uh, and yeah, size and age plays a massive factor into things like that much to the reason i don't build a lot of furniture in the woods anymore <laughs> you know what i mean if i had to yeah i definitely would but well if you think about it if you're your derriere is sitting pretty close to the ground and your feet are out in front of you and you need to stand up you have to get your weight above your feet to stand yourself up. I don't care how good a shape you're in. You know, physics states that you have to go up above the area that's, that's supporting you. Otherwise, you tip over. And so those low seats don't allow you to get your feet out from under you. So you have to kind of lean forward, get above your feet. Sometimes it's easier to sort of like fall out of the seat and then stand up. Well, if you're trying to stay off the ground, you've defeated the purpose. Um, so it's something to keep in mind. And there isn't a lot of good ultralight high seats. Like you're only looking at nine, ten inches off the ground for the most part. I was gonna say, even this one I have here, you're only sitting, like you said, maybe ten inches at best. And I have its big brother, which is the funny part, which is this one. Uh this is the one I actually picked up for my weight. This is supposed to have bigger feet. This is supposed to handle up to 350 pounds. This was supposed to be the end all to my problems. And here's what I have found. Yes, it will take more weight. Uh, but. There's the end lag again. There's my thumb. It's a little bigger. But it ain't much bigger. <laughs> so you end up still shoving this down through the ground in all honesty. 
Uh, and like you said, there, there is a few things we can do on that. And I guess worth talking about at this point, as you said, there is tennis balls. I've also uh, seen the bottom of pop cans. I think it might have been you that yeah. actually turned me on to that, which I found was a lot better because it took up less room. Uh, and it didn't deteriorate the way that tennis balls did. Though one tennis ball gets you two legs, so you need two tennis balls. The bottom of a soda can, a beer can, something like that. There's always something floating around here at the house, like a can of pop or whatever the case may be. And you just cut the bottom out of it. Uh, take your time, do it nice, roll it over. I can throw four of those in the bag with the chair. It takes up little to no room and little to no weight. And in a real, real pinch, uh, I'm sure anybody that's listening to this channel has probably seen this. You can polish off the bottom of a pop can. And potentially start a fire with it. Now, it takes very strong sun to do that. But it is one more thing. And we have talked about in the past before. Something that we try to do is anything that goes into our pack. Have more than one use for it. Double redundancies. You know what I mean? Am I probably going to light a fire using the bottom of that pop can? Most likely not. Do I sleep ever so slightly better knowing it's there? Yeah, in my screwed up mind, I do a little bit because now I know it's just one more thing in my pack in case something goes wrong. No matter. Let's see if I can find it. Just reading a few comments here. So uh, let's see. Nomad, if you are going to sit on one of those three-legged stools for a long time, uh, they get uncomfortable. I took one into my hunting blind and the legs <laughs> and my legs were falling asleep every 10 minutes. Very much so the same with me. Like I said, I got nothing against those three-legged stools. Don't get me wrong. They're just not for me. I'm too big, too fat, whatever you want to call it. It's just I do not sit well on them. Even on a hard surface. I just am never comfortable on them. Uh, now, Dave, Real Big Monkey one joined us here. I like to fold a hammock in half and then rig it up to three points and attach it to trees by a rope. Kind of like a triangle. Um, I don't know if you came in just now there, Dave. A little earlier, we were talking about the camp chair where you actually use a piece of canvas. And I have seen hammocks also done in the same uh, manner. Much like what you're talking, but where they just make that tripodish effect and then bring that chair along with them gives them a little bit more maneuverability to move that chair to wherever they want it in the campsite instead of being kind of stuck tethered to a tree you know what i mean because uh when when you use the tree itself the, the advantage is you are not cutting down any additional wood and all that stuff which is one of the things we talked about as well but you are tethered to that tree so wherever that tree is is basically where you sit um so i've seen people take the the hammock like you said do the tripod seating system and then they can move it around the camp a little once again uh it's something i've tried i myself haven't had the best luck with it have, have you ever tried turning your hammock into a chair and yeah it, it's there's a knack to it and i don't think i got that knack <laughs> honestly for me though i just if i got the hammock i just set it up as a hammock and i sit in it like yeah it in itself is enough is is fine and and that is one of the things if i'm trying to save a lot of weight i will oftentimes especially if i have the hammock forego the chair when i'm taking a tent i do i am more prone to taking the, the chair because it if i want to sit down i'll probably be sitting on my air mattress which is immediately on the ground and inside the tent um i did send you so you could throw it up there is a they call it a sand cover, beach mat, ground sheet. It's, it's designed to go on the bottom mm -hmm. of those folding chairs. And I have a couple of them. They work quite well. Uh, and they they fit inside the bag that the chair comes in. So they're, they don't add much size or weight. Uh, and I recommend anyone who's using these type, those type of chairs consider that as an option. And funny enough, that orange chair that is pictured with this, that's the exact one I have over here, just in blue. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine had it a few years ago, showed it to me. I absolutely love the concept. I think the price is a little high for what it is, but honestly, I can't, I'm not going to go make a replacement for it. So it is exactly what it is. It prevents them. The four corners have a little bit of padding. It already spreads the feet out, but then as it sinks, 
it's it captures that weight and it prevents your, your legs from getting spread and breaking too so it protects the chair it adds a lot of strength to the whole setup um so it's just something you can do to sort of enhance those things because they do have their limitations um okay uh so dave not a big fan of the tripod frames Neither are we, to be honest with you, Dave. Um, I made a canvas and webbing rig that slide over two logs, lean against a tree that sits like a recliner. Now, I have seen... It might have been your channel, Dave. Have you shown this before? Because I had this in my mind. I did want to talk about it because I, myself, not an expert. Just a really neat idea. Um, anyway, yeah. There's lots of options you can make at your camp, depending on how ingenious you are and how much material you have to work with. Uh, like I said, as I got older, I stopped building my own chairs simply because I was never comfortable in them. And once I started hammock camping, I mean, the hammock itself kind of doubles as a chair. Now, so I think it was Dave where I seen this. So anybody that's listening, if you jump on Real Big Monkey 1 YouTube channel and look up uh, Bushcraft Recliner, you're going to see this thing he talks about where he, he made a canvas and webbing rig, slides over two logs, you lean it against a tree, basically acts like a recliner it's actually a really neat idea uh so i highly encourage people to jump over and check that out on his channel uh no idea what i was saying before that anyway yeah you can make stuff at the camp i don't do it a lot anymore when i was younger yes i used to do it a lot when i used to play around a lot with making a whole bunch of stuff when i was in the woods uh as i got older i got more into the leave no trace and now i try to disturb as little as possible um and in a lot of times try and make better than when i arrived and that's what i find a lot of cleaning up the dead wood and stuff like that to use as your firewood inadvertently does as you clean that up it leaves the woods a little cleaner at least looking uh, i guess technically it's not helping anything because that wood would eventually break down the nutrients that go into the soil and all that good stuff but at the same time you gotta make sure that it's not so fuel loaded that you basically have a fire hazard so mm, we've talked about that in the past feel free to go back and listen to that stuff make your own opinions that's a whole other topic but yeah, we've talked about building our own chairs at camp. We've talked about these, uh, what we're going to call the ultra light options, which are good options. The big drawbacks, once again, just to recap, you're sitting pretty close to the ground uh, and their footprint's pretty small. So unless you have something like Ben was just showing us there, they're going to sink into the ground a little bit. You know what I mean? And generally these have a pretty low weight rating. I had to look around pretty significantly to find this one, which is still from Trackology, by the way. Um, that, that, I think it's supposed to hold up to 350 pounds. Speaking of Trekology, they have a few nice things. I, I just got the, their pillow, which is a really popular thing on a lot of the pages right now. They, they have quite a few versions of it, but they're a little inflatable pillow. Not that we're pushing any particular brand, but check them out. Affordable. But you know what? Camp pillows might be another good topic because that's another thing that a lot of us have struggled with in the past. Simply because what's a good pillow to sleep in a hammock is not necessarily a good pillow to sleep in an air mattress. But they do make some pillows that do both okay. So there's a lot to talk about there too. Um, well, oh, go ahead. I can say we always talk about bulk and anything that can get your bulk down for us is is we'll take less bulk over less weight any time like i'll take an extra pound if it saves me a square foot of room in my pack because oh, i don't have a lot and we've said right. this brute strength and ignorance has gotten us through the majority of our lives i'm not going to stop now <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah but yeah You're... there's there's two other kind of camp chairs i want to talk about and you can kind of see one floating here in the background and these are more uh did you have anything else you wanted to say on these kind of DIY and ultralight options, Ben, before we move on. I see we're sitting at 30 minutes. I don't want to ramble too, too long on camp chairs because it's not a super involved topic, but I definitely want to touch base on these two suckers over here. Yep, throw them up. All good? Okay, so the next most common one that a lot of people are going to find, and yes, I can guarantee you Ben and I have both carried these into the woods at least once, and no, I can guarantee you we probably didn't carry them in the woods more than once because they have some good things, they have some bad things. And that's these old fold-up style chairs like this. 
you know the old four posts they expand out beautiful chair by the way uh and it has its options once again this one here is a heavy duty option this is supposed to be good up to 400 pounds um but you can get them from like walmart canadian tire they make these things dirt cheap there's pros and cons to them depending on how you're going to use them I find them myself as a better chair for keeping around the house as one extra seating if you absolutely desperately need it, or two for like going to parades and fireworks and things like that. Places where you are not walking long distances. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, Dave wanted to correct himself there, Nomad. You want to check out that video. Uh, the name of that video is actually All New Bushcrafting Camping Chair Design. That sounds more right, Dave. I assume you just went and ch checked it out, but uh, anyway, yeah. So these chairs, they they had their options, but that's where they are for me. I am not a big believer in strapping that thing on and walking any distance into the woods. Um, if you did, they do have they're they're more comfortable. They come with some features, like I think that one has a drink holder and literally a cooler built into it or something foolish like that. They get a nice big footprint on the bottom of them, but it weighs like ten pounds. And it's at least three feet long and eight inches around when it's in its bag. It is not a small piece of kit. It very quickly becomes the largest single piece of kit that you have when you're banging through the woods. Which, if you are all about comfort, maybe that's what you do. For me, the weight and the bulk far outweigh the usefulness of having a comfortable chair. I'm back to the I would rather stand or sit on a log... Simply because I don't want to haul that thing through the woods for the next, say, four hours. Because it just gets tiresome. Not simply because of the weight, but just because of its the way it is. It's like fighting an octopus 100% of the time going through the woods. You're always shifting it. It's never comfortable when you're carrying it. It's tied into everything. And guaranteed it's going to be the first thing to break when you get into the woods. So you're going to end up hating it anyway. But they're a good chair <laughs> after saying all it, that nonsense. It's surprising how many of them I've found in the woods where somebody's obviously gone through the effort to drag it a few miles back, got back there and realized it is a ton of effort and they're not dragging it back out of the woods. And or we've talked about this a little bit before. A lot of these chairs, they're very much designed to carry weight in one direction and one direction only sit in it very gently and do not rock or tip or anything and what happens with a lot of these shears is the pins where they pivot will shear and i've tried fixing them you can you put a nail in it, bend it over and you can i've used cotter pins i've used a lot of things and you can get a few more days out of them but the reality is that they never go back never to the, the way same. they should have been yeah once um, they shear off once you are band-aiding a bullet wound <laughs> that is what you're doing and it's unfortunate because sometimes they're chair that you really kind of like that they, they kind of got comfortable or whatever but um they're they're much better camp chairs they're definitely good car chairs i wouldn't take them on a motorcycle that they're too bulky for that but yeah um they're an amazing campground chair you know what i mean yeah. where you're never walking that far and it's in all open area and you can drive up to the majority of places where you're going to use this they're a great chair if i was to book a camping night say at one of our camping parks here in nova scotia all my chairs like that are going in the car i'll take one for me for melissa for lily we all have one of these because they are a good chair they're just not a good chair to carry through the woods so anybody out there that's thinking oh i'll buy one of these fold-up chairs and take it back camping with me realize it's not as simple as that it is legitimately frustrating taking one of these things any real amount of distance it just gets tiresome simply in the shifting it non-stop around that that's pretty much all i really had to say on those uh because once again i have people ask me is this a good chair to take camping depends on where you're camping you know what i mean I wouldn't take it in any of the places that Ben and I went, like the waterfall or canoeing across that lake or just deep woods in general. No, it's not going to be my go-to. It's probably going to be the one piece of gear that I would avoid, like the plague. But once again, if I was doing like a cabin camp, campground camp, going to the park, yeah, it's the first one I grab. Because it's a good chair to sit in. It's a terrible chair to carry around. 
we picked up sort of a different idea, but the same idea. Um, beach chairs that are the same thing. They're kind of low, they're folding, they have straps to go on your back. But the reality is if they're going on your back, that means you're not carrying a backpack. Uh, and they have a small pocket in the back you can throw like a sandwich or something. Uh, we got them from Costco. It's a similar idea though. They're big, they're bulky, they're relatively heavy. Um, but if you're going to a beach for the day and you, you only have to walk a few hundred feet, it's worth it, 100%. If I had to walk two miles in the woods, would I want to take those chairs? Absolutely not. Tommy Bahama, I think, is the name that we bought. and we So we got big ones for the, us, small ones for the kids. Uh, there's a lot of stuff you'll take when you're, you're car camping that you wouldn't when you're bushcrafting. No, 100%. And on that note, the last chair that I want to talk about, which is probably the most comfortable of them all, but, believe it or not, it's even worse than that one to try and carry through the wood. Simply because it is 100% rigid frame. You know what I mean? Like, that is just, that's as small as it gets. That's it, right there. That's, <laughs> you know what I mean? So if you can figure out how to strap this to your back, you can probably walk a long distance, because it weighs nothing. It's solid aluminum. Uh, and it opens up to a very nice, comfortable director-style chair. And the bottom feet, because they are attached, never sink into the ground. A lot of good things. However, this is what you're carrying through the woods. Literally what you've got here. So if you've got to go through any kind of thick brush, you're going to drill that thing straight out of your way within five minutes. Maybe less. Yeah. It's, it's equivalent to trying to carry around a set of moose antlers through the woods. Basically. <laughs> uh, and I have done this. I have carried this thing to the waterfall. Uh, Melissa yeah. and I went and I thought I would try it. And that's when I learned that because the waterfall we keep talking about, folks realize it has a fairly decent path to it. It's an old ATV trail. It's not like you're going through thick brush. You got to walk around a few little water holes and that's it. The rest of it is smooth walking. And even on that, it's what? 25 minute walk from where you can park Ben 30 minutes tops with a good stride. Yeah. And it sucked. <laughs> Honestly. Um, yeah. Once again, great chair. If you want a chair for going to the park or barbecuing or stuff like that, you can't beat a better chair than that. And it's a Costco special. They're not that expensive either. I think they're like 20 bucks. Maybe no more than 50 for sure. I can't remember. It's somewhere yeah. between 20 and 50 bucks. Great chair. Not for the woods. Now, the one chair i do want to talk about which unfortunately i don't know myself but danny actually mentioned that kind of combines everything together and i'm starting to look at for my next option is you can get backpacks or kit bags with built-in seating devices into them uh they're not much of a chair like no backrests nothing fancy like that it's just a slight step up from the pad on a stump but it is a step up from the pad and the stump and it's already built into your backpack which is kind of a neat idea and something that I'm getting very interested in simply because it would be nice to have it along with me without adding any real bulk to the bag. Now, that being said, yes, it's adding bulk to the bag because the bag itself is now going to be bigger than it was originally designed without the chair, but it's not like you're stuffing anything extra in the bag. It's not like it's hanging off the bag. It's built into it in such a way that it sits along your spine, or at least the ones I'm looking at are, and it kind of doubles as a rigid frame for the back of your pack. So it gives you that ability to be able to disperse weight a little better, plus the ability to sit once you get to camp. But that is the one caveat that I would bring on this is these chairs, they're no good when the bag is really full, if that makes sense. Like you kind of got to empty it, or at least what I've been researching and maybe somebody out there, maybe you can tell me, Danny. Um, my understanding is the bag has to be fairly empty uh, for these to work because otherwise if the bag's too full they don't sit flat and things like that so and i'm still having a difficult time finding a high weight rated one they usually come in around 220 pounds which for the average joe probably okay for this schmo not okay so yeah for, for a real man you know <laughs> for the modern day hillbilly um <laughs> Um, I, I mean, we talk about the, 
the pre-made chairs and we talked about manufacturing things, but there are plenty of things you can do that don't require a chair. One of the things, if you're carrying a sleeping bag, then you have a pretty bulky thing that's pretty soft while it's in its valise and its bag. And you can just sit on that as long as you're you're somewhat careful but not to to put it on too rough of terrain so you're gonna damage the bag or the sleeping bag within it. Uh, but it gives you a comfortable thing to sit on. You can kind of straddle it if you want. You have a few options, and it it works. Um, oh, it must be hung up over there. Uh, yeah, no, and and honestly, these are the things I gravitate gravitate towards. At the end of the day, it's the kiss method. You know what I mean? And the kiss method is keep it simple, stupid. Sometimes the pad is the simplest solution. Um, what's Danny saying? I do find it will tip over with weight in the bag if you're not sitting on it. And this is kind of what I'm getting to with that backpack sitting thing. I got more research is required. <laughs> but yeah, my the simplest things I go with is generally... I'll sit on my sleeping bag if I can get it on something that's dry and non-abrasive. So I am rolling the dice with that. Or I always have a sweater. I don't care if it's the middle of the summer, I take a sweater with me simply because you don't know what's going to happen at night. You know what I mean? Uh, it saved my butt once when Ben and I were out camping. It got colder at night than we thought. I ended up putting my sweater on. Um, yeah. But yeah, you can fold that sweater up into something that's, you know, a couple inches thick it's going to be nicer than sitting your bottom on something that's just completely hard. Uh, and if I can find a log to throw it over, that's even better. But sometimes I'll just do the old cross-leg it and sit on the ground. You know what I mean? If I can prop my back up against a tree, I don't mind sitting on the ground. Stretch your legs out in front of you. You kind of get your back braced up. It's not a bad thing. When we camped over at the lake, that's pretty much how I sat. And I was yeah. fine. It didn't bother me too much because you are still stretching out. The big thing is having a little back support. Which, once again, comes back to my tripod thing. No back support in a tripod. Not that I found, anyway. So, no good there. But, yeah, if you can get a little back support in there, you'd be surprised where you can sit and sit comfortably. You just need a tiny bit of cushion under your derriere, and you're good to go. And, of course, be a little dry. And this is the one thing that I will say when we were camping by the lake. Uh, some dampness did come out of the ground. And, I mean, it, we were talking several days without rain where we were. And some dampness yeah. still came out of the ground, which is the major drawback to sitting on the ground. It's always going to be damp to some degree. Your body is going to create some condensation and humidity and it's going to come back. You're going to feel damp. Uh, it's just the way it happens when you're in the woods. You know what I mean? There's that greenery. There's that duff moisture. There's stuff like that. You just get damp feeling. If you were okay with that, not a big deal. I mean, as long as it's not wet, in which case you actually get soaked, then that can lead to other issues, which once again whole other topic but what's a good seat i guess to sum this up because uh i mean no sense beating a dead horse i guess unless you got more thoughts on this no um i mean like you said what's well, a good seat i mean you just covered a lot of it it keeps you off the ground it's comfortable allows you to like rest your legs uh and relax a little bit um ideally is able to be moved to different locations depending on what you're doing right if we said it at the beginning if you're at a fireplace and you want you're too cold you can move closer if you're too hot you can move back if you're doing a task you want to be able to sit where the task is so if you build a seat and it's like a throne and can't be moved then now all your tasks need to be brought to that thing so ideally a good seat is maneuverable movable um, and above all and, and all, it needs to be somewhat comfortable. Otherwise, you're just not going to use it. Mm. And I was going to say, when it comes down for me for what makes a good chair, it's got to be somewhat comfortable, like you said. Otherwise, there's no point to it. It's got to be dry or keep you dry from getting too much moisture on you from sitting on old dead wood and stuff like that generally. But sometimes that is your option as long as you're not soaking wet. And a little bit of warmth, which kind of goes with that dryness. Like, it has to have that barrier to try and, try and keep you warmer or cooler, depending on the air, area, time of year, and stuff like that. Much like a shelter, I guess, is much what's going to make a good seat. <laughs> it's like a bean 
picture. So Dave said, Amazon sells huge inflatable exercise balls. I got one and halfway inflated it and it sits like a beanbag chair, which wouldn't be so bad. But I, do you take that in the woods, Dave? I gotta ask, man. Like around home, I could totally see that. Or do you like completely deflate it and take it in and reinflate it when you're in the woods? I'm curious how that would work. I've never thought about using an exercise ball as a woods chair. I, I assume around here, like, we got a lot of shale. That thing would not survive for 30 seconds with my weight on it. Yeah, he takes it in the woods. He just deflates it and takes it in the woods when he goes. All right. Well, so easy. Think, if you're not pressurizing it all that much, the flex tail pump I have would pump it up in only probably a few seconds. Mm. You know? Once again, I'd be worried about sitting on it and putting a hole through it. It's I have pretty to bring tough. weight into everything I consider. <laughs> But think of it, it's pretty tough, and if you don't have a fully inflated, it would be harder to puncture. It would sort of absorb any sharp object, unless it was, like, razor sharp. Yeah, that's what uh, Ben's talking about, too, there, Dave, is his air mattress pump. Um, do you know what? More research is required. I They actually have exercise balls, big ones, at the dollar store right now. <laughs> um, I may go buy one of those. I may be trying this out this weekend just to see how it works, to be perfectly honest. I know there's one in the living room. I know Melissa and Lily would be absolutely PO'd if I deflated it and took it out in the woods and tried this. So I'll just go spend the four bucks and buy another one. <clears throat> yeah, I'm going to try it, Dave. I'm going to give her a go, man. Like I said, I'm 300 pounds. So if it'll hold me up, it'll hold most people up. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, Nomad. It's a very interesting concept. I'm going to try it. I mean, Sunday, I got a few things in the woods I got to do anyway. I'm uh, going off to scout a new location to potentially where I can do a little bit of cold weather camping. That's not terribly far from home. Uh, maybe I'll take it with me. I know um, the other thing I've used as there's stadium seating. They're just, it folds flat. It doesn't take up much room. And the and. There was one I sent you today you could throw up, but it's similar to the tripod. It's small and not overly comfortable. There, There's a lot of seating options. In the end, figure out what works for you. Um, you know, it is the luxury item. So uh, if you don't want to take it, the items we mentioned, like a sleeping bag and its bag, can act as a seat. I carry a lot of, like, lately I've bought like a, a lot of these stuff sacks, and I usually have one for clean clothes, one for for dirty clothes, one for food, one for different items. And I'm really considering going to a pack with not a lot of pockets. But that bag of clothes, clean and dirty, can't be overemphasized how useful it can be. It can act as your seat pad, and it's comfortable and squishy. It can act as your pillow if you don't want to take a full pillow. Uh, you can use it for a lot of stuff, even like making your pack comfortable. Uh, if you don't pack your clothes in it too tight, you can spread it out. If there's harder things in your pack, you put that between you and the hard things, and it's not pushing on your back through the pack. So making your pack comfortable, you know, you can do a lot with that. Uh, in the end, it's 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 about what makes you comfortable. And if carrying something for, you know, if you're walking all day, if you were doing the PCC or the ATC, you would not want to be carrying that big bag. The chair because the work that it would take to carry that any different would be ridiculous and you would really be thinking maybe a sit pad or a stuff sack full of clothing is more than adequate considering you're only probably sitting for an hour or two before you go to sleep and you start walking for eight ten hours again right no and good thoughts in all honesty i i agree uh, and I think that's why I go back to basics a lot of the times is because at the end of the day, it is just extra bulk, extra weight. And once again, I, I have a variety of chairs. I've made a variety of chairs. And honestly, I come back to most times I throw something on the ground, get my back up against a tree, and that's where I chill. I will actually build my campfire around where I'm going to sit more than figure out where I'm going to sit around my campfire. If that makes any kind of sense. And that just comes with site setup, I guess. But anyway, I think we chatted quite a bit on that here tonight. Um, it was only supposed to be a real quick episode, like a 30 minute 
bang off here, but 20 minutes over, that, that's not bad for us. <laughs> no par. <laughs> no par. So what about you folks out there? Uh, most, like most other times, I'll leave you folks with a question. Uh, and feel free to reach out to us. What's your favorite camp chair setup? Do you like one of these options that we kind of looked at here? Do you have an option that you would prefer yourself? Like this one that Dave came up with, with the exercise ball, which is now got it rolling around in my head. And I'm thinking, the more I think about it, the more I like that idea. So maybe in the future I start camping with an exercise ball because I'm thinking of other things I can do with the exercise ball. If it didn't work out as a chair, I mean, it could be a water container in an emergency situation. I would not be opposed from slicing the bottom off it and poking a hole in the top of it and making a really weird poncho. I mean, there's things you could do with this thing. You know what I mean? So, well, more it is research light. required. It is re relatively lightweight. If you think about it, it probably weighs less than most of the chairs we experienced here. Guaranteed. Other than the effort of blowing it up. Um, but, and if it does fail, it is pretty well a spectacular failure. My wife had one blow up on her one time, and it's it's bad. Um, but she had it as an office chair, and I think she used it for a long period of time, and something must have just hit it the right way, and down she went. And so you do want to be careful. But the idea of only partially inflating it so it kept you only a few inches off the ground, really, and keeps you comfortable and, you know, has a lot of appeal. I, I answered the comment there, but it's worth mentioning. Uh, Danny said the ball might be a bit dangerous if you had a few uh, adult beverages Bob, into you. And I'm thinking dangerous or new camp fun activity. <laughs> I somehow picture you ending up on the lake with it. Oh, you know it. Guaranteed, I'll be trying to paddle across the lake with that thing in some, some manner. I'll be duct taped to it. <laughs> Oh, anyway, yeah, I think that's it for us tonight. Uh, we did run a little long. We had a few stories, a few ramblings, much like we do. But once again, folks, what's your guys' favorite thing out there? Do you do a camp chair? Do you sit on the ground? Do you have something else we didn't talk about? Let us know. Much interested on this. Once again, jump on our Facebook page. You can just Facebook search Atlantic Bushcraft Adventures. Post up your thoughts. Uh, share the information to other people. Like I said, this this whole exercise ball thing was something I never even considered. And now Dave is completely changing the way that I view sitting in the woods. So, you never know what you might find. And this is what I love about this stuff. You come up with new information. So, that's it for me for tonight, folks. I got nothing else to say except get out there, get dirty, play safe, let us know about it, all that good jazz. Yeah. Get out there, have fun. Um, I want to say something along the... The only wrong way to do it is to not do it at all. <laughs> as long as it's safe. Yeah. So, you know, get out there, try stuff, experiment. If it doesn't work, all you de did is learn one more way that it not, doesn't work for you. Uh, but if it does work, maybe you discovered something new. Like <laughs> big balls for chairs. <laughs> <laughs> Night, everybody. We'll see you next week. <laughs>